Kate, how are you? I hope you're feeling great. It's a great day in Alabama in America today. And we are here and we're going to talk about our book, The Hound of Baskervilles by Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. And that was Monita Sony, and I'm Kate Leonard, and we are your hosts for this little experience. Um, and I know everybody probably has read this, but everybody knows who Sherlock Holmes is, but we're going to talk about it a little bit about our experience and what we think about it. So um, the title is The Hound of Baskervilles. So it is, I think his fourth book, maybe his third book, but it was written in 1901. And the reason I think it's a great mystery is it's still interesting, even after all these years, post-television, post-cinema, post-new kind of writing, post-everything in the world, we're still reading this book after 120 years. So it's still an interesting mm -hmm. book. Um, and actually, even though it was written in 1901, apparently it takes place 20 years earlier. Mm. So very good. So, um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, did you know he also had another name, Ignatius, which I didn't know. I discovered it yesterday. No, <laughs> no, I didn't even know he was Scottish. So, yeah, but he, but he was raised in England, apparently. But I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. Now, obviously, he went to medical school because he knows so much right. about things. And the name of the doctor that he um, that he posed for um, Sherlock Holmes that he used as his pattern for Sherlock Holmes. Do you remember his name? Was it Joseph Bell or yeah. something? Joseph Bell. So I think that's interesting that it was a real person because of the Bell, Bell. Bell. The kind yes. of Asperger's syndrome that we would call it now kind of personality. Yes, which I'm yes. sure they didn't have that name then, yeah. but I think it's very interesting how I he mean, notices he, things. He always wanted his mind to be fully occupied and he would get bored and I think he also the character actually took um, drugs like morphine and cocaine and stuff like that. And Watson would get mad at him for doing that, but he wanted to keep his mind really sharp. So tell about tell us a little bit about um, uh, the author. The author, okay. So as I said, he was born in Scotland in 1859, so right before our Civil War. His father was an Irish painter, not a house painter, a fine painter. He was sent to England at the age of nine to go to boarding school. He hated it. He then was enrolled in medical school. And so he served as a naval doctor before entering into private practice. Mm -hmm. So he moved around Southern England, which gives you kind of the um, description of some of the places in these um, stories. And he'd written for himself up to his, um, for a few years, but when the study in Scarlet came out in 87, he wasn't even 30 years old. So. It was pretty soon that he became um, a writer. And so that was the first Sherlock Holmes novel. Was yes, yeah. that was the first. Sorry. That was the birth of Sherlock Holmes. And he, I mean, he, it's interesting that he stopped writing around the time when Agatha Christie started writing. And this mm -hmm. particular story, which we are going to discuss today, is in the Devonshire County, mm -hmm. same place where um, Agatha Christie's many stories are cast. And this is a very interesting story, and it's the it, it's to put it simply, it, it's about a doctor who comes to um, seek a consultation with the, um, Sherlock Holmes at 122B 
Baker Street in London. And Sherlock Holmes is not there at that time, but Dr. Watson is. And when Sherlock Holmes comes back, he notices that the doctor had left, but he had left a stick behind. And he uh, always has this habit of questioning Watson about, you know, what did he see or what did he observe? And um, Watson is like always very anxious to prove his mettle. And so he starts talking and he says, yeah, yeah, everything is good, but you're completely wrong. And the hook is that there are uh, the, on the stick, there are some marks, dogs, uh, teeth marks. And from that, he tries to deduce what kind of a dog it is. And so the hound of Baskerville's, the story uh, idea is set in the mind of the reader. And um, you want me to tell a little bit about the plot? Um, let, can I talk about the characters? Yeah. Okay. Because Sherlock Holmes to me seems very real. Like it was a real person. You know, it's hard to yeah. believe that he was a made up thing. And plus there's so yeah. many movies. But in my mind, I see Benedict Cumberbatch. Before yeah. that show on, on PBS, yeah. so I always thought it was Basil Rathbone. Total yeah. different actors. But, you know, so anyway, in my mind now it's, it's him because of that show. But uh, of course we have Sherlock Holmes and said he was, this is his fourth novel. Um, it's 221B Baker Street, which really wasn't the place, but now they've bought it. They added the number to, um, I think, 223 mm -hmm, Baker mm -hmm, Street, mm -hmm. so you can go see it. But I mean, pretty, a lot has been written about him. But Dr. Watson, I find extremely interesting because he's the foil. Like, yeah. you know, Sherlock Holmes doesn't get along with people. And I think that, that Watson makes more likable or something. And he's always testing him and he and is kind of, Watson must be a very forgiving kind of personality. Right, he's like Hastings to Poirot. Yeah, he's the sidekick, but yeah, they kind of hit off each other. Balance each other off. Yeah, yeah, and he tries, to, uh, he thinks he knows things like the stick. And when her, Sherlock Holmes said that by the, the um, distance between the teeth, distance between it's the a spaniel. Yeah. And he says, oh, and it's a curly-haired spaniel. That was just the funniest thing because it was outside the door. But <laughs> so there is a little bit of levity. Yeah, if you catch the levity. But then um, Mortimer came to see him. That's the doctor you were speaking yeah. of. And so Mortimer, he's a new one in this book. We don't know who he is before. Yeah. But um, so he's the lawyer that comes to talk to him. And then I guess I don't want to talk about doctor. the other characters yeah. until you talk about the story because it kind of gives it yeah. away. But they're so limited characters, not like the mysteries of today where you have 20 characters. Mm. So I would say one, two, three, four, five. Six. There's like 10 characters. So you know it's a mystery. It's got to be one of those. They don't. Yes. These kind of mysteries don't just bring somebody in. So it's got to be one of those. So mm -hmm. it gives you a starting point in solving the mystery, which I like. It's more interactive in a mystery that you can mm -hmm. think, stop, think. What, mm -hmm. what do we know? What don't we know? So do you want to talk about then the summary of the character? The most important character in this uh, novel is the moor. It's the mysterious moor, English moor. And I, I think I remember it a lot. And I used to just dream about it even when I was a kid. Um, there's marshes over there and the moor. So when I went to that area, I remembered it so vividly, you know, that we used to read about this in school. Um, and he creates that mystery around the moor and so many movies have been made because it, it's such a wonderful setting. But to me, that's more like a character in itself. So uh, the doctor comes because one of his clients has had suffered a heart attack, I think. And so he tells, uh, he wants to consult with uh, Holmes and Holmes sends Watson because he says, I'm busy in London with something or the other. And so when Watson goes, he notices that there's a lot of halabaloo 
in this area in uh, Baskerville's estate of Baskerville's and they have found somebody in the moor and there are guards security guards and stuff like that but um, the the doctor um, that, that talks about this there are two people I think the Barrymore's and then there's a Mr. Stapleton and uh, since the man suddenly dies of a heart attack um, his new heir is Sir Henry and Sir Henry is in London and he's going to uh, the estate and then the uh, you know the story unravels that something goes missing and he gets an anonymous note you want to take it from there okay well the Baskervilles is their last name or or because the house is yeah. called something like Mary Pitt. So it's yeah. Sir Henry of Baskervilles or something like that is the main Sir character. Henry, yeah. Yeah. And his, um, the uncle that died of a heart attack though was called out from a note in the middle, like at 10 o'clock at night. And I like yeah. that they said the U alley. It's good to see in my yeah. mind, the U trees, yeah. the alley, and that's where he's found dead. But there yeah. were no marks. But the doctor but, found, was it the um, paw prints, but they were far away, yeah. giant hound. Right. And there was an old family tale about great, 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 great grandfather was a horrible person and this hound got him and tore out his throat. The legend, yeah, the yeah, legend like of the hound. 200 years before or something. So, um, and Mortimer brought that to the attention, but yeah, it, it, the place is a big part of it. It's like a character, I think. Right. They right. describe all the little huts all over and mm -hmm. all that. And but, all the different characters and mm -hmm. sounds and sights. And, and of course, there's the red herrings because there's the uh, the convict. Yeah. Who the, That's why the guards are trying to find that convict who's out on the moors somewhere living. Right, right. Um, there's the other clues. The very moors, you said, the, the husband and wife that take care of the big house. They're supposed to be sister and brother, but they find... Oh, no, that's the other family. That's Stapleton. Yeah, that's Jack Stapleton. Stapleton color Miss Stapleton, but that's like a red herring too. But, right, um, yeah. And he's isn't he the one that's uh, um, collects butterflies and stuff? Entomologist. Right. Yeah. I think so. You think, oh, he's just a, a scientist. Yeah. And so that is his alibi. Beautiful sister who um, Baskerville falls in love with the sister. Henry, yeah. So Henry falls in love, he but then so Henry's uh, one of his uh, shoe go goes missing, you know? Oh, that's in London. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we forgot that whole part about the note in the shoe. Yeah, the shoe goes missing. That's the important clue. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that is the clue. That's that and the letter. And then um, this guy has several alibis. And then um, somebody's following them. And, and then... Um, what, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so the reason is that this guy doesn't go no, by himself. Um, why he doesn't go? I mean, that's another thing which you, I kept worrying. Oh, you mean Holmes, Holmes says he's, in, he's got an important case in London. Yeah. He sends Watson he by himself to take care of this guy. And he doesn't yeah. do a good job, right? He lets him alone a couple of times. Um, right, 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 right. And so is it a real hound um, or right, isn't it? Yeah. So at the beginning, since there were footprints, paw prints, I think Holmes knows that it's got to be a real hound. It's not just a, a spectral spirit kind of a hound. Yeah, that's what they think that it is a specter mm -hmm. or a ghost. But I mean, there is a method of this uh, Sherlock Holmes, which is brought to attention in this particular story, um, because he's supposed to be the master of disguise. And so many people have used that. And also, if you remember, we were reading this book, uh, Murder in Bombay by Nev March, 
the guy Agnihotri who's investigating crimes over there also studies uh, the disguises of Sherlock Holmes and then he goes uh, to different parts of the world trying to as disguised as you know different but I, uh, I think that this was put in um serialized version in the strand magazine yeah um so like a dickens like in pieces and i can right. kind of, i can see the different parts of it you know the london yeah. and then the first part like so many way. agatha christie novels also mm, mm -hmm. but i love his short stories also no don't you yeah the speckled band yeah and you know everybody knows sherlock holmes so it's amazing that an author like a Dickens character, you know, like most people would know Dickens, like that. Yeah, that's, you know, that's another are. difference between him and Agatha Christie, because Agatha Christie is known as a dame of mystery, but uh, people know Sherlock Holmes more than um, Arthur Conan Doyle. So exactly. He lived his yeah. Author. yeah, yeah. They're still making um, movies, some strange movies, but. Um, movies. Yeah, there's a Canadian movies. movie I think I was watching the other day. Um, mm. So I watched The Hound of the Baskerville on um, BritBox and it was about a 1970s version, but it yeah. pretty much stuck to the same story because it's a good, right. it didn't have the first letter, but it hound was, is, it's the hound is very interesting yeah. in that one. Yeah. Huh? The hound. And they didn't have I all those computer graphics like now, but it didn't yeah. have all that fighting yeah. like the new movies have, you know? Um, so they didn't, we didn't need all that distraction in this story because it's right. a nice story. It's almost gothic. like because of the more and the darkness and the yeah. deaths and things like that. I, does, I don't think he says elementary of Watson a lot in this no, one, does he? No, I don't he, remember he tries at all. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. It's only in that other character, um, Johnny Lee, who plays, he, he seems to say a lot of elementary oh. dear Watson, mm -hmm. who plays Sherlock Holmes. But so I, you, don't know if I mean, I, I remember this, that I used story. to be really scared. Mm-hmm. But it, it's a scary story. I don't story, think we should really. give away about the story, but of course, it's we all to get like really oh, no. scared. Oh no! My of internet connection is bad right now. Can you repeat? It was one of the scary stories. You didn't really want to read it at night, and especially if you're all by yourself and you know people have left the house. So mm -hmm. um, that was not a good. And if you were afraid but of dogs, I think he made most of his books very believable, more believable and more real than Agatha Christie novels, which were more fantastic and more, these were more relatable. They were, um, they were not, most of them were set in England. Like, and also uh, it makes you think story. of when he's, he can identify, like say a piece of local people, Don't soil in the shoe or, he, or when he looks in the coffee pot and sees something behind him, you start thinking, oh yeah, that's, that is elementary. You know, we could, we could actually think about things that way. Yeah, that is because he was trained as a physician. And the, the most important thing which they ingrain in physicians is that you have to observe and make a diagnosis even without opening your mouth by just observation. And so he- See, I was thinking engineers, being an engineer myself, because of like the reflections and, this, and the soil yeah, particles absolutely. and all that. So either one, it's just- um, Critical thinking. Short cases, I remember his method in the short cases we used to have in medicine, you know, we mm. were supposed to make a diagnosis. We couldn't even talk to the patient. You know, we had to make a diagnosis. And I remember I was leaving and one of the guys said, ma'am, you didn't shake me. I said, okay. Oh. That was the clue because we were supposed to not ask the patient question at all at home. I said, this is so Sherlockian that <laughs> he told me and I forgot. 
So the but ending. Do you remember that when he he actually in his last. Yeah, it's wonderful. I mean, it's no one. There's one. It's it's an immortal story, and most of his stories are like that. When he was uh, close to retirement, I think he was born in eighteen fifty nine, so not too long ago, and he died in nineteen thirty. Uh, in nineteen twenty seven, he ran a short story contest, and he wanted to give a hundred pound award. Um, to a person who would select his short who would make the short list of 12 favorite stories and who you know and so after that you know he died in 1930 so he 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 was he's known to have said that it was so difficult for him to reread his stories and to choose the most favorite what what do you think was his most favorite story number 1 I don't one. know because why did he kill off Sherlock Holmes you think he would have kept on writing Sherlock he tried to write another character just like how agatha christie did you know marples and she mm. did some other characters he also tried to write create another character but he didn't in the end he became more spiritually inclined and metaphysically inclined so mm. he stopped writing i guess his aspergers or something must have <laughs> given up yeah i've never read the professor challenger books or the brigadier yeah, i haven't read them read those at all because they were not i always so just think of sherlock yeah hmm. that's true but uh, the speckled band was his most favorite story and he said all over the world people um um uh, like the speckled band oh, and you haven't read it the speckled no. band no my the favorite speckled. is the sign of the four the sign of the four i like yeah, that one of course yeah. the speckled band you know i was in fifth grade i remember in chandigarh and when the teacher um, one day opened her um, teacher's desk and she found a, an adder which was curled in that and so i have such a distinct memory of that scene and i always related to the speckled band because i just finished reading that speckled band so you must read oh. it if you have not read it i'm not going to give it away but i already did that this is no oh, it's a play <laughs> oh it's a play that's why okay i don't read that many plays um, no the story itself you should read the story itself or you can watch it online also yeah it's probably on netflix or something right i know but anyway so it's a good one if you have never read um, one of these it's a good one although you might start with the the scarlet one being the first one yeah the first but, um so what do you think about the red herrings was that a good job the way he did it um, the other alternatives I don't think I mean I thought there would be some other characters because he had such few characters I mean he could mm -hmm. have if it was an uh, it was Agatha Christie she would have created more characters you know somebody's aunt is visiting or some neighbor or someone mm -hmm. there's nobody like that there are just these four characters I want I think because he was earlier mm. Agatha tried to fool her right her readers because they could always figure it out in the first couple and his method was how her method was who So mm -hmm. she just basically focused on that. He was more about the how part. He engaged the reader with all the his method of diagnosing. The the part that really upset me, the foreshadowing when the ponies went into the mire and drowned. Oh. That was so dark. Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, they're going to save that pony. <laughs> Didn't save the pony, you know. Yeah, they were trying to set a set that eeriness about the moor, you know. That's what mm -hmm. he did. Yeah. And I liked how I like how was is Watson's point of view uh although sometimes there's a narrative when he writes a report back um on what's yeah. going on so that's interesting 
So it's not from Sherlock's point of view ever. So anyway, right. I, I, so like it, I would highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. That's another difference between him and Agatha Christie because Agatha Christie, the narrator is mostly omniscient or Hastings does it. Mm -hmm. But in this um, Sherlock Holmes books, it's always Watson. It's from Watson's point of view. He's the narrator. Only there mm -hmm. are two books or two stories in which Sherlock Holmes himself is a narrator. Mm -hmm. But I've been to that. You must have been no? to that 221B Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Baker Street, yeah. 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 It's a must tour in London when you go to London. So we'll so give what it, it But uh, now we compare it. Have you seen the one on PBS? The, um, the Benedict Cumberbatch one? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay, so what do this you think? This is nicely done. Nicely done. They changed a lot. You liked it. Mycroft, which wasn't even, Mycroft wasn't a character in this yeah. one, brother. So that was good. Right, yeah. Um, but the new one on Netflix we were discussing, the Enola Holmes, which is not in the Conan Doyle, right. that there's a younger sister. There's th six novels written by a different author recently, young um, adult kind of novels. And Netflix has made a, a wonderful movie about Enola Holmes. And um, so Sherlock character is the older brother who wants to send her to the boarding school. So that if you want something to watch, maybe with your it's children, cute. Good. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, it I like. It would be nice updated. to watch it in Christmas holidays and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's got more women's lib stuff because she wants to go out and do things. She doesn't want to go to boarding school and learn how to be a lady. You know, so that's an interesting take on it. Yes. From a different point of view. Yes. 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 So let's give it five herrings and. Oh, uh, it's definitely it's definitely five. Yeah. More than five, I think. Well, um, yeah. Because it's our Arthur Conan Doyle was a genius. Mm -hmm. I mean, a genius I can't imagine you know like someone born like 100 150 years back and has written so many wonderful books and stories and kept going I mean it's such an inspiration you know it, mm -hmm. it's so hard to complete one story and how the, he did so many um, same with Christie yeah. they're incredible they're geniuses what can we say and I'm so glad that we get to read them and talk about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we haven't really decided about what we're going to talk about next, but um, that'll be a surprise then. Yeah, it'll be a surprise because we don't know yet. <laughs> we read let's, so many though. Yeah, let's. Um, are you? Why don't you guys comment on the app? Uh, motives, clues, and alibis. What would you like? To I think talk? we need we need to tell everybody that uh, there's a Instagram next time, and then we will look at. Well, they have to contact us yeah, on Instagram. Instagram. So contact the Instagram page yes. and tell us if you have anybody you want us to talk about or read or introduce us to. So we have yeah, another idea. We would love to. Yeah. I mean, I've got some ideas, but um, I want to go okay. more modern than this. But I was thinking maybe in the couple, we'll do the lady in white because that was before this, the Wilkie Collins thing was actually before this. I think a lot of this uh, Conan Doyle was based on that. Like that started the genre so in oh, the yeah. english yeah um, we should do that history. yeah definitely and i think maybe not so many people have read that one but it's still available it's still really good so mm -hmm. okay all right well then i guess okay, so that's we signed for, for today mm -hmm. and what is our hashtag life without mystery or a world without mystery is a world without magic mm. Hmm. And there's a lot of magic in the air right now. So we are excited. Okay. See you next time. Okay.